Hey, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we are so thankful to have you in the house today because you are always welcome right here in the house of faith. You know, it's Christmas time. It is the season that everybody loves, us included, but we are challenging ourselves and we're challenging you this season to keep Jesus at the center of it. And by tuning into this broadcast today, by getting the word of God into your heart, getting the word into your life, even when there's a million and one things to do right now, you are doing yourself a favor. You are keeping Jesus right at the center of your attention and your focus. And Sarah, that is gonna make, that's what's gonna make this season we're in so enjoyable. We're gonna look back on it and not be worn out, not be fatigued. We're gonna be thankful yes, because amen. Jesus was able to show himself strong to us in this season. Mm-hmm. We've got some things we wanna share with you from the word of God today. Sarah, would you pray over our time mm-hmm. together and we'll get right back into it. Father, we love you so much. Thank, Thank you, you for Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the greatest gift that anyone has ever been given. Thank we you. count him as a, a treasure. We honor him today. We just look to you. We ask you for eyes that see Jesus in every every single thing that you're doing in our lives, eyes that see him in the word, that we would have revelation on who he is, that we would know you in a more intimate way, walk with you closer and closer. And we receive your help in this season. Lord, we want to enjoy you during this Christmas yeah. time. And we ask you to help us and whatever we need today, I ask you to minister to every person watching yes. and to me and Jeremy today, Lord, we want more of you. We wanna see you, Thank we wanna walk with you and we receive your help and your wisdom today you, in Lord. Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, I'm in agreement with that. Uh, you know, on last week's broadcast, we spent some time looking at John chapter three in verse 16 and people the world over know this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. The thing that really stands out to me, especially with the season that we're in right now, is that is the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. And like we said last week, I know it leaves out a lot of the details about the angels in the sky and the shepherds and the wise men and Mary and Joseph and all that, but the heart of the Christmas story is John chapter three, verse 16, and it's love. It is the love of God. And it's not just God saying, hey, y'all, I love you. It's God saying, I love you so much that I'm gonna prove it to you. And he proved it, just like you said last week on the broadcast, he proved it by giving. And giving is the greatest expression of love. If there was a greater way to express love, that's what God would have done. But since that's the greatest way, that's what he did. And when he gave us Jesus, he gave us the only thing he had just one of. And that's what makes Jesus so precious, so valuable, is that he was the only one. And that's the worth that God put on us. That's the value he placed on us. When he gave us Jesus, he said, this is what you're worth to me. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is why you can't ever let anybody else tell you what you are or are not worth because they didn't buy you. They didn't purchase you. And if to no one else but God, you are worth it because he said you're worth it. Mm -hmm. And that's what's at the heart of Christmas is love. Mm -hmm. It's simple, it's simple love. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to be at the heart of our Christmas together as a family. Those of you who are watching the broadcast right now, we want you to make the commitment right now. Christmas is just what, a few days away. Make the commitment, you've got a few days left. We're gonna keep it simple. We're gonna keep the focus on Jesus. And we started looking at John chapter four, where Jesus met 
with the woman at the well and he sat down by the well because he was tired from the journey. That indicates to me that he put on flesh just like the rest of us. And Jesus got tired just like we get tired. And he had to sit down and take a break just like we have to sit down and take a break. And while he was there, there was this woman who came to draw water and Jesus entered into a conversation with her. He said, give me something to drink. She's, she talks back to him, basically like, what are you doing talking to me? You know, these are denominational lines that we don't cross here. And uh, Jesus makes the statement to her in John chapter four and verse 10, he says, if you knew the gift of God. Mm-hmm. So in other words, he's saying to her, you don't recognize the gift. Mm-hmm. You see me, but you don't see me. And that is one of the things that I wanna be more purposeful about this Christmas season is recognizing the gift. Mm-hmm. And we talked last week about how the kids last year, you and I had out of a good heart and a heart of love to bless them. We just bought them so much, just random stuff, stuff that I'm pretty sure is just at the bottom of a toy box now, but they just sort of tore through it, went through it and on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And there was no real appreciation. There was no real thankfulness. There was no recognition that this is a gift. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're working on correcting that this year, but I want to be quick to recognize the gift of God mm-hmm. in our life. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the ultimate gift. And the only reason people aren't receiving from him is because they don't recognize him as the gift of God. Yeah. The one that God just gave to you. He just mm-hmm. said, here you go. And when yeah. man looked back and said, what's this for? He said, just because I love mm-hmm. you. That's who Jesus is. But you know what? There are things that Jesus is and there are things that Jesus has done for us. You're the gift of God in my life. I want to be quick to recognize the gift this season. Mm-hmm. Our kids are the gift of God mm-hmm. in our lives. I'm going to be quick to recognize the gift this mm-hmm. season. I'm thinking about the people in this room right now that those watching the broadcast can't see, the people on the cameras, the the folks running the switchers in the back, our staff in this room who are helping us every single day. They're not just doing our TV broadcasts, but they're making calls, sending emails, opening letters. They're doing everything all day long to help us in this assignment. They're the gift. I mean, look around this room right now. This is so cozy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's so cozy. It is so cozy. Y'all did did such a good job. They did an amazing (laughs) job putting this together. Sarah and I didn't do this. They did this. That's a gift. I'm challenging you this Christmas. Recognize the gift. Go before the Lord and say, Father, open my eyes. Number one, to the gift of Jesus. And number two, to the gifts that you've given me. Scripture didn't say that God gave gifts to men. Mm -hmm. Talking about those who minister the word to them. Mm Let the Lord open your eyes to the gift. I don't mean to take and up all the time. And make them here, the priority. Yeah. Make God and people the priority of this time. We have all of our traditions and all of our yeah. rituals that we try to do around this time, but what's really important? Find out what's really important. Yeah. I was thinking about that scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave, and he gave Jesus to us as a gift. And when I was talking last week about how the Lord started to deal with me to make every gift a seed, mm-hmm. not just uh, I have to go out and buy a gift to fill a space and check it off the list, right. but make every gift a seed. You know, Jesus was the greatest seed yes. that God ever sowed. That's so good. Yeah, He was the greatest seed. 
God sowed his best seed when he gave us Jesus. Yes. And if we think of a gift as a seed, it becomes more valuable. It becomes something that we will actually get a harvest on. Mm-hmm. And, every, you know, you just don't just give to get. The greatest, uh, the, the greatest joy in life, it's more blessed to give yeah. than it is to even receive. But, you know, you can give so, you can sow in faith, so much in faith and so much in love that it'll come back to you. Yeah. And that's what I love about Jesus, what he sowed. He sowed his one and only son, mm-hmm. the one he, the one thing that he loved the most, and he gained all of us. Yeah. He got a harvest on that seed sown. Yeah. So Jesus is the most precious gift, the greatest seed God ever sown. And for us to be like our daddy, we should think of every gift we give as a seed. Yeah. And so in faith, so in love. Yeah, it takes the heart out of it, you know, when it's just a list. And we've done this before in the family and you do what you got to do. And I understand why people do it, but it's like, you know, you get, you're going to get a gift for this person and it's going to be no more than this amount of dollars. And you're going to get a gift for this one. And this is the big gift and this is the small one. And you, we put all these rules around it. And it, if you're not watchful over it, it sort of squeezes all the life out of it. It takes all the heart out of it. It takes the love and the faith out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's true. It does. Just the duty. And yeah. that, that there's no heart in that. Yeah. It's the heart that yeah. makes something worth it. Or, or calling somebody and saying, hey, what do you want me to get you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm kind of done with that. I don't really want to send people a list anymore. It's like, I want to know what you think would bless me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I want to come back to the heart of a giver mm-hmm. and the heart of a receiver yeah. in this time. And there are those, and I heard you mention it, you know, the greatest, our, our, our only motivation for giving is not just to get, there are those who really criticize, though, the, the message that we and others preach about sowing seed and expecting a harvest. And there are those that say, well, that's just greed. Mm-mm. And I think to myself when I hear it, you know, there's, I don't think it is greedy. I, there there are much way. more <laughs> greedy things to do besides giving, <laughs> you know. Um, besides that, it's God's prescribed method of increase. Yeah. And besides that, what you said is exactly right. God sowed and he would not have been content to not reap a harvest on that seed. He sowed with the expectation yeah. of reaping Us. and we are his harvest. Jesus was the seed. We are the harvest. Yeah. And uh, I want to go on in this. We've got just a few minutes left in the broadcast. I want to go back to what we call the Christmas story. So Luke chapter And I know a lot of this is so familiar to people, but I was challenging myself over the last several days. You know, I sat down to write the December partner letter that went out to all our partners this month. And the Lord brought me back to what we call the Christmas story. And there's a hesitation at first. It's like, Lord, what can I say about that that people haven't already heard? What can I say about that that somebody hasn't already seen? And you have to kind of watch over that attitude because it's not about what people have heard. It's not about what they've seen. It's about what the Lord's telling you to say. Mm-hmm. But besides that, you know, you have to approach the word. And I even wrote this in the letter. You've got to approach the word like an archaeologist, mm-hmm. like somebody who's getting ready to go dig in a piece of ground, even if it's a piece of ground that countless others have already dug in and have said, okay, there's nothing more there to find. You've got to be like that one 
totally sold out crazy guy that says, no, I know there's something else. And that's the way I felt about reading back over this story yeah. that we, you and I both grew up knowing, we grew up hearing, but there is still revelation yeah. for us in this. And even over, even our conversation over the last day or so about it, I'm seeing things in this story that I didn't really see and didn't see as clearly as I know uh, the Lord wanted us to. But in Luke chapter one, Luke chapter two, you have what again is called the Christmas story. And um, some of the things that really stood out to me, Luke chapter one was the day Gabriel came knocking. The angel of the Lord. Did he actually up. like knock on the door? He may have. I, I don't know. I haven't studied hey, it all out. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody home? Uh, but Gabriel did come in and Evidently, he did stand at the door. I'm looking for the verse, but he talked really? about it. Really? Okay, yeah, I, I think so. That. Like he came inside or something. Anyway, we're, we're really just, digging now, aren't yeah. we? But <laughs> some of the things he said to her, he made this promise to her about what, was gonna, uh, what God was gonna do with her life in verse 30 of Luke chapter one. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. That verse alone started ministering to me. Yeah. How do you address fear in your life? You realize, no, I don't need to be afraid. I have found favor with God. What Amen. do I need to be afraid of? God is for me. Yeah. So anyway, this goes on. He says, behold, you'll conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. Call his name Jesus. He'll be great. He'll be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And of course, Mary asks a very obvious question. How can this be? I don't know a man. The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. He said, let me tell you how this is gonna happen. The Holy Spirit's gonna come on you. The Holy Spirit's gonna make this thing happen. Mm -hmm. And you know, there are things in this account, in this story, that are remarkable, but they're not isolated. In other words, the same things are happening. Now, I, I don't think that there are any more virgins conceiving the Son of God. However, I do believe that the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that came on her is on us and in us and working through us and will do the impossible in our lives mm -hmm. as well. But here's what stood out to me about this whole conversation. It was Mary's response in verse 38. <clears throat> Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mm -hmm. That statement alone right there. Be it unto me, she said, according to your word. And the next thing you know, the angel leaves. It's like there's no more conversation about it. No, nope. she took it. She, she responded. She responded in faith. Mm -hmm. and it ended the conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got to thinking, I was like, I bet Gabriel flew away going, wow, that was easy. Wow. <laughs> you know, like I might've been ready for more of a conversation. I'm gonna have to talk this girl into this. I'm gonna have to explain to her all the details. Yeah, because it sounds crazy. It, it sounds impossible. Yeah. But that's why God picked her. Yeah. He knew that yeah, that's, she yeah, that's was why. a woman of faith. Yeah. And she would take him at his word. Yeah. And so Gabriel leaves that day going, that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it just ended the conversation. I like how you said he just flew away. He did. He just left. He was like, well, okay, I guess I'm done here. Why? Because she said, mm -hmm. 
Be it unto me according to your word. And how many times did God have to find people? He's had to find people. That's what he's always had to do. Yeah. Find people that would just take him at his word and yeah. just respond, open their mouth and say, yes, Lord. Yeah. Okay, that, that'll happen in my life. Yeah. I receive it. And, and That's she, true. You know, she asked a good question. I've never known a man, so how is this possible? Okay, that I understand that question. Yeah. But then the answer doesn't really even make it that much more probable. You know what I mean? Well, here's what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to come <laughs> upon you and you're going to conceive and bear a son. Yeah. And it just seems to me there was still a lot of room for wondering, a lot of room for questioning, a lot of room for scratching the head and saying, okay, now explain this to me one more time. But I so admire this woman and any woman like her, any individual like her who will say, be it unto me mm-hmm. according to your word. Regardless of how many questions I have about this right now, I know you're faithful. And whether my questions ever get answered or not, you are faithful to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Isn't it true though? Like anything that God's ever asked us to do or anything that's great or beyond what we can do for ourselves, sometimes seems a little crazy. Well, sure. A little impossible. If it's God, I know he's told us to do stuff. We're like, what? Okay, Lord, we'll do it. You know, like you get to the point where you just, I'm gonna choose to not reason this out. Yeah. I'm gonna think higher. I'm gonna think the way he's thinking about this. Go for it. Let's just believe. (laughs) It has to be, you know. How else can you prove that it was him? Because if it was something we could do in and of our own ability, our own strength, our own resource, then there's really no evidence that it was God. Can't give him glory. Yeah, the argument could be made, well, you could do that, anybody could. The argument cannot be made in this case that Mary or anybody else could do what happened here. Yeah. And she took him at his word. Pretty cool. That's what he's looking for. I mean, I see faith all over this. The, the life whole of Christmas story is a it faith really story. Is. It Every really is. person involved in it, from when she goes next and she goes to see Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth, she walks into Elizabeth's house. And Read that. Yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. Let's see here. Um, verse, 39. verse 39, now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city in Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. It's so cool to me. Every person in this whole, sto- in this whole story is yielding yeah. to God and the spirit of God. And they're just normal people yeah. in everyday and their everyday life that are just yielding to God. And they keep speaking out prophecy. Mm-hmm. Every single person in this whole story, they're prophesying over, not, they're not just prophets of God. They right. are speaking over their life. And she goes on and she says, blessed are you among women, blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The only way she would know that is by the spirit of God. Yeah, it's it's like, just does she even after, realize miracle. what she's saying? No, that's so what I'm saying. The spirit of God yeah. came on her and yeah. she just yielded her mouth to him. Yeah. And that's how faith works. You know, God comes to us and he, by something on the inside of us, the spirit of God tells us this is coming. This is going to happen. If you'll yield your mouth to it, yeah. then those things start to happen, you know? Yeah. And, and she says, um, for indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed yeah. for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. You know, that's verse 45 is the verse that really caught my attention. I was, uh, as I was writing that letter this month, blessed is she who believed. Yeah. The blessing of the Lord 
is available to everyone, but not operating in everyone right now. Who is it working for? The believer. Mm. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. The same uh, thing that brought the word of the Lord to pass in Mary's life is what's gonna bring the word of the Lord to pass in ours. Mm. When we get that word from him, and that's where the process of faith begins. It cannot begin anywhere other than getting a word from God. And if it has to do with something that his word, his written word has already addressed, that's why we got to get this in our hearts so we know what it says. You start with what he's already said about you. You start with what he's already said about your healing, with what he's already said about your relationships, about your prosperity, about your life. You start right here. And then you layer on top of that what he is speaking to you right now through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Ghost that that came onto Mary, that rose up in Elizabeth, the same one on you, in you. You get a word from the Lord. That's where the process of faith begins. Because without that, you have no foundation for your faith. Without that, it's, you're not believing something. You're make-believing mm-hmm. something. That's not real, no foundation. So you start with what the Lord has said, but then you do the same thing Mary did. You get that word from God and then you respond to the word. Now there's only one appropriate response. It's not an argumentative response. It's not a, you better explain this to me response. The only appropriate response to the word of the Lord is be it unto me according to your word. Isn't it interesting that Elizabeth wasn't the um, negative, doubtful, uh, is it cousin? Yeah, relative. Yes, relative. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that she wasn't that? Yeah, she sure. wasn't the negative one that when Mary came and told it, comes into her house and tells her what God told her she's going to, yeah. she didn't, wasn't she the one that said, it. oh, that's not, you're crazy. That's, that's not going to happen. Right. That's impossible. She says, blessed is she who believed. You are yeah. a blessed woman. And these things are going to happen for you. She yeah. was in faith with her. It's, it's awesome to see. Yeah. I don't see one person that's not in faith in this whole account. Yeah. It's just like one positive declaration after another about what's coming, what's yeah. coming for their children, what they start to, like, it goes on and they start to prophesy over John the Baptist yeah, and what he's going to do and fulfill in his life and how he's going to prepare the way for Jesus. That is all, all of these parents are speaking over their children. Yeah, sure. They start speaking ahead by of time the by the Spirit, what God is saying about them, what they're getting in their heart, what they're getting in their spirit. They start speaking about him. Yeah. And these things all come to pass. Yeah. It's just cool. I think it'd be good before this year ends and we get to the next one, you find out a word from God. You get with Him and get His word about your family, about your children. And you let Him paint a picture of their future. Let Him paint a picture of 2018 for you, what it's supposed to look like. And then when you hear that, you say it out loud. Be it unto me according to your word. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.